What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You were listening to Lyles Movie Files. So we've been doing this thing for a long time now, and this is actually episode 150. I was planning to do this episode last week, but I got sick struck and down by some crazy virus that apparently was not corona. So I am back on the men now and ready to get this thing off with the crew. We got a lot of stuff to talk about because this would have been the week that San Diego Comic Con is in full swing, which means I've been writing a lot or showing a lot of pictures of cool figures to spend all of the rest of my money after I pay my bills. So let's get things started. Little brother Jace, how you doing? Good. Glad to be back, man. Glad to have you back. Oh, thanks. Glad to be back. Jay King, what's up with you? Oh, man, I'm cooling, man. Glad to be back home. Um, glad you're doing well, brother. Oh, thanks, you man. Know. Thank you for uh, dropping off the supplies. It was much appreciated. But they don't need to know I have a heart. Come oh, on, man. Go ahead with that shit. <laughs> hey, Chief, what's going on with you, man? All right, man. I'm just happy to learn that uh, Jay King's soft, man. You know what I mean? He's like uh, the M&M, you know what I mean? Hard on the outside, soft in the middle, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. I'm still looking I do it for you too, Chief. I do it for you too, Chief. You know it already. <laughs> and I'm glad to hear that uh, you are on the mend, uh, big homie, and that uh, nothing was, uh, you know what I mean, potentially seriously wrong with you. So that's always a blessing, man, especially in uh, 2020. The year that keeps on giving. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. <laughs> giving in the absolute worst way. Worst way possible. All right, let's start off because my man, John Boyega, was asked by a fan on Twitter if we might see Finn, his character in the recent Star Wars trilogy, if he'd be interested or might we see him in any future projects. Boyega responded with, no, thank you. I've moved on before following up with not into playing one role for too long. I have more to offer than that. So, um, <laughs> I feel like back when he was, when he was announced to star in the force awakens, he was super, super excited, like really geeked up about this. And, you know, I'm sure there could be some validity to it. I've done this role for three films. People hate those films, and they're kind of mixed on my character. Why should I keep doing it? But I also feel like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth are like, more? Sure, we can do that. We love these characters. We love making these movies together. Let's do it. And I feel like if there's anything, I would much rather see Finn in like a Disney Plus series where he actually gets to do something. That would be cool. Yeah, besides yelling for Ray. So what do you guys think? Chase? Uh, I, I, I'm thinking after so much hate, I mean, it's like Kelly Tran, you know, person you looked like you were going to have a storyline with was basically ran off social media because she had a character that just didn't have a story, but, you know, idiot, uh, non-fanboys, not really fanboys, uh, Star Wars fans. Uh, just basically ran her off, and it's like, you know, I don't I don't need this. Like, if y'all are such jerks, and like I said, these, and I think kind of, he hit the Ray Fisher moment. He's just like, this stuff wasn't good, and I don't really have to keep going, especially right now. I don't have to say, hey, I'm going to be at, you know, Star Wars Con or whatever, you know, 
any celebration events. He's like, I'm good with this Star Wars stuff. It's I, I can't even I, I I I applaud him. He's like, hey, I got my money. The residual checks will keep coming in, but for right now, I'm good with this Star Wars universe, and I think that's the right call. Yeah, uh, Chief, how about you? Uh, you know what? I, I feel like if his if the characters have been good and the people wanted to see the characters, like if the movies have been good, he would have probably been in for it. Um, nobody wants to be coming back playing a character that's that's hated. You know what I mean? This is not wrestling. You don't go in and and, and enjoy being you know the bad, the villain. Um, so yeah, I think. I think Star Wars hurt his career more than helped it. Um, when you're associated with bad movies, that's that's no bueno. You know what I mean? Even if they grossed what they grossed, you know what I mean? I think um, they, you know, they didn't really show his his acting chops. Uh, you know, you can't walk away and be like, damn, uh, man. You know, the movie was garbage, but the acting was 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 you know, A-plus. That never happened. So, I think he's right. I think, you know, go ahead, bury Finn wherever he goes, and uh, move on to a new project, man. Something where they, where they, the people can love you again. Because, uh, yeah, that Star Wars left, left, left a bad taste on everybody's tongue. All those characters. And I'm not talking about just him. I'm talking about Daisy. Yeah, uh, the whole crew. You I, know, I, everybody. Not, nobody the whole, was yeah. with it. It's crazy. It's like, thanks, and we're good. I'd like to see him do something in, you know, either one, Marvel or DC, if DC decides they want to put together a film universe at any point in time. But yeah, I'd like to see him do something with Marvel Studios. I feel like there's maybe one one left one more black hero left that they haven't put onto the big screen. If if that. Um but yeah, I think that would be cool. Javon, I got something for you, man. Um Oops. you know, we've been talking about Tenet for a minute here. And mm-hmm. You know, Christopher Nolan is like, my ego is bigger than COVID. And I have two things. The first thing is, is this. So Warner Brothers apparently sent out an off-the-record pair, off-the-record statement to journalists, apparently, who are really popular, not like, you know, random blog dudes like me. But they sent out a press release talking about Tenet not coming out in August like uh, Nolan decreed it would. Um and in this, it was like nine off-the-record paragraphs that they sent out. I'm not sure if you're familiar with how off-the-record works. Um, I mean, in the government sense, but not in the the film uh, release sense. Like please, please educate us. Please educate us, Jeff. You know, in the off-the-record, you have to go, hey, this is off. What I'm about to tell you is off-the-record, okay? Then you go, sure, no problem. This is off-the-record. Then when you say what you have to say, you go, okay, now you can put the back on the record. <laughs> okay. All right. So sending in, sending this in a letter, an online letter, does not constitute any agreement to any off-the-record statement. So one writer, Texas Monthly writer Jan Solomon, posted what Warner Brothers sent him about Tenet. Here's some of the excerpts. Journalists covering film should have a vested interest in the health of our business and that fair coverage should reflect that the reporters covering the industry needs us to succeed. And any claim that Tenet would require $800 million at the box office to break even is not accurate. And Warner Brothers also reportedly requested journalists not to report that streaming could damage the movie theater industry. 
I am so curious who Christopher Nolan has pictures of at Warner Brothers. They are like going hard like this with him. I mean, like we are, we're, we're laying down. This is our, this is our movie, dude. Uh, you know, Jeff, I don't even think it's so much that he has pictures. You know, was we always throw that around? Who, who did he get? Who did he catch up? Right? And it's it's true that it does happen. And you know, somebody's got dirt on somebody, and you know, it's not until you piss people off in Hollywood or a good percentage of people that you you get exposed. Like, uh, what's his name, Harvey Weinstein, right? Yeah. I think with Nolan. He's made enough money for the studio that he can cash his, he can write his own checks, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not going to do anything to piss him off because what? Between the Dark Knight series, Inception, uh, what, what was another one of his big time blockbusters that made a lot of money? Um, I uh, Interstellar. Interstellar, yeah, he's made a lot of money for. Um, who is? Does he have an exclusivity deal with Warner Brothers, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, he made them a lot of money, dog. We're talking about a billion-dollar franchise, a new um, Inception, which made a a ton of money, I'm sure. Um, Inception made $832 billion. $830. He made a billion, damn near a billion dollars off that one movie um, that some people are still unsure what it was about. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this dude has made that studio what? Maybe... It's, I guess we, we 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 could safely say he's made them about four or five billion dollars. Uh, let me see. I can run through it real fast for you. Okay. Uh, Dark Knight Rises is one point oh eight two. Uh, Dark Knight is a cool one billion. Um, Inceptions the third one's eight thirty two. And let me see. Um, he is actually that's it for. Excuse me. That's it for the top. Even Batman, even Batman, uh, begins. Uh, I would feel like it made more, but I don't see it. Had to make a billion. No, you know, cause, cause that was the one coming back, and it was like, yeah, people burn out on Batman. Really? Batman is I'm shocked. Three fifty nine. Three hundred fifty nine million. Yeah, but worldwide. I mean, yeah, it made two hundred five. Domestically. That's less than the first uh, Tim Burton, and less than Superman Returns. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was. I mean, we we look back at it fondly, but it was not like this super huge monster. Hit. Okay, I thought it was. I thought it was yeah. another billion dollar movie. You know, just based nah. on it, the fact that it's Batman. I guess yeah. it was a slow burn, right? <laughs> a real slow, slow burn. Slow burn. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just. No, go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. No, so it's like this deal of, of you don't see them doing nearly as much. I mean, it's like, hey, we move Wonder Woman. We're we're just moving mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, whatever we need. It's not this big deal of well, Warner Brothers is staying pat to see if they can get Wonder Woman 1984 out. It's like let's move it. But for Christopher Nolan, it's like, well, we gotta figure out a way to make this work. I'm just, I don't know, dude. They're being I, real stubborn about this. I wonder if it's because he carries a lot of uh, a weight because of the gross of his movies, um, and, and and also if he doesn't have pictures of the <laughs> studio head engaging in goat play or something like that. I, I would like to think he, yeah, I would like to think it's because he's a top he's a top earner. You know, he's a top earner. 
Let's not piss him off. And this could be a potential blockbuster movie, another one. It's got Denzel's son, you know, so let, let's see where it goes. I just, I would like to see more trailers for Tenet. I, I, I need to see the two-minute long trailer for it. He's all I about haven't done that. So yeah, he's all about the mystery. I'm putting this out for everybody oh. here. What do you guys think is Warner Brothers' highest-grossing movie? Oh. 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 Uh, I'll give you a hint that it's part of a franchise. Superman. No. No, no. I'm gonna go with Dark Knight Rise. Uh, Dark Knight. No. Dark Knight Rise. Damn, really? Number three. Oh wow. Chief, you got to get that Batman with uh that damn Batman with Jack Nicholson, is it? Nope, not that one. Number one is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Yeah. That's all time oh, high grossing. Wow, makes sense. Makes sense. I feel like you guys will never get the number two one, even if I told you it came out in the last three years. Last three years? Last three years. I, I guarantee you it's going to surprise you. You got to guess? Aquaman. Aquaman. Justice League. No? Red Sparrow. No. Gosh, get out of here. Chief, you got to oh, guess? Sh- last three years? Yeah. He got blurred out. I'm just kind of waiting to see what you say. First. No, I mean he took my he took my guess. What was your guess? I was going to, I, yeah I was going to say Shazam too. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's actually Aquaman. It's Aquaman, wow! It's their second highest grossing film, and it's like two million away basically from beating. Um, that's it. It's it's pretty oh. close on the heels of Deathly Hollows, all things considered. But yeah, so here's the question I have for what? you guys. I'm sorry. What? How would they not promoted the hell out of that? So they did, but it made eight hundred and eight million internationally to three thirty five here. Okay. You know what I'm he's not a traditional blonde, blue eyed hero, so he plays better internationally. You know what I'm very shocked at? What's that? The fact that Aquaman is number two, and I'm looking at the list now. Um Aquaman beat out Dark Knight. Um Deathly Hallows, Inception, Bat Superman, oh, Wonder Woman, yeah. Fantastic Beasts. Well, Fantastic Beasts, I didn't think that yeah, was going to be a big yeah. run. The, the Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, the Lego movie. Wow. Yeah, okay. so here's the deal, right? So I mentioned all that because I really wonder if DC, this is going to sound crazy, if DC shouldn't have cut ties with Nolan in terms of being the end-all, be-all for their comic book universe way sooner, would they have made, or would they have caught up to the level of Marvel Studios? Because if you look at the top uh, 25 grossing films for Warner Brothers, number two is Aquaman, number three, Dark Knight Rises, four, Joker, six, The Dark Knight, 15, Batman vs. Superman, 17, Wonder Woman, 20, Suicide Squad, 24, Man of Steel, 25, Justice League. That's a lot in your top 25. And you have to realize that some of these films are kind of handcuffed by doing it the Nolan way. Like the first, I mean, the Superman films are basically done in the style of Christopher Nolan. Super serious. Don't go too, don't make it too fun. It's got to be based in reality. I mean, Christopher Nolan's an executive producer or producer on Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, 
and you know he i mean you know maybe he's like yeah that sounds fine but with that influence on those films i wonder if they had just been like yo these avenger films look like they're going really well and if they had shifted to making more of their films like aquaman and wonder woman faster say 2011 12 after avengers came out how much further along they would be and how many more of their films would be in the top 25 high grossing, highest grossing list for Warner Brothers. Chief, what do you think, man? I think that Warner Brothers makes mostly sucks. <laughs> mostly. Uh, so I think that really to be making any money at all right now is, is, a, is a blessing in the tank. I didn't realize they were making that much off those films. Uh, yeah, except for the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't have guessed Shazam. I wouldn't have guessed uh, Aquaman was in there. Uh, I know, you know, they crapped all over Superman and the Justice League with some, some, uh, some cut. Um, maybe you know, maybe that Harry Potter, that Harry Potter money kept them, kept them going. Cause uh, if you think about it, what there was nine films. Harry Potter's, I think the last one was 2011. So right after Dark Knight, I mean, Dark Knight Rises was 2012. So literally, if they had changed their take on how they're building this universe, so instead of like, we got to make it just like a Christopher Nolan film. So if Man of Steel was, I don't know, was more... Superman? More Superman. And like in a like in a Thor Ragnarok kind of way where it was like it respected the character but it was still fun how much different the DC universe would look and how you know I mean I feel like if Aquaman is number two and so many of the others are like in the teens to 25 then they could have started to break that monopoly of the Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings films in there because it's, it's I don't know it just feels like if they had just let somebody else take over the vision where they weren't trying to make a Christopher Nolan version of Superman which I think was what uh, Zack Snyder was doing it could have been a lot you know they could have made a lot more money and using that as a template for all the rest of them I mean maybe Justice League would be their highest grossing film the template really is like Shazam, because Shazam is really what Superman could have been. It's like it had enough personality, had a good good actor for the role, and just doesn't need to let his own father die and then kills Zod. Like, <laughs> I really, I really, I, I, I really like Man of Steel, but boy, those are two days. It's like, okay, who decided that was a good play? Jay King, what's your thoughts, man? For the late reply, but I'm sitting here looking at this list of Warner Brothers uh, 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 top grocers, and if you go to All Time Warner, what is this? The numbers, this website I'm pulling this from. Mm-hmm. Their top 20 grossing films all came out within, what, the last 10 to 12 years? Uh-huh. I'm looking now at, I'm in 201 to 300, there are a lot of movies that are so much better <laughs> than the movies that are in their top 20 uh-huh. that gross next to nothing. Like The Color Purple, which is a classic, 
and I understand, you know, things being as they are, the color purple didn't even touch a hundred million. I can yeah. imagine if the if, if the color purple came out today in this day and age, that would have been at least 150 to 200 million. Training day barely scratched 100 million, you know? And when I look at their top 20, uh, I see it's all, it's it's Harry Potter, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and the, the rest is DC with Inception thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these movies came out in the last 20 years. So Gravity. the oldest entry in their top 20. Yeah. Well, I think the, the oldest one in your top. Yeah, you're right. It's 2001. And you'd have to go to back to, geez, how far? 96 with Twister mm-hmm. or something older. And that's 38 on their list. But yeah. That's 38. I'm just curious because it seems like if they had switched it over and done a different format, they probably would have made a whole lot more money just based they off, would've. hey, let's make these superhero movies fun. Sure, we're all about it. And you see by that, The Hobbits and Harry Potter, that audiences love serial films. So mm-hmm. it's just... We'll keep coming back. We're dumb. We'll keep coming back to the trough. But, Jeff, I, I've always thought this, y'all. I thought with the, with the DC Universe, what they could have did was take a fun, R-rated approach to their movies because, for what it's worth, has anybody seen The Joker? Y'all seen The Joker? Yeah, I've seen The Joker. I like The Joker. I like it. I thought it was going to be terrible until I sat there and, and shut up and watched it. I really did like that movie. And as dark as it was, it had some great moments. I do feel like with DC, they should take the we're anti-Marvel because, hey, we're going to take it there. We can be R-rated and, and be tongue-in-cheek and funny. I think that like with like like a la Deadpool, right? I think you probably I, I, like I Bert, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, too. No, that's stunk. But the thing is, it was tongue-in-cheek. The only thing, the, the, the biggest issue I had with Birds of Prey, it was a, it was a mess. And I guess Harley Quinn, but at the same time, typical he's a story. The thing was a mess. It could have been better. It definitely could have been better. Um, but we got what we got. I, I keep saying that with WB, with Warner Brothers and their DC affiliation, man, make these movies. You can R rate them and you can make them fun. Make them fun and tongue in cheek and, and, and hip. Okay. You don't have to go. Go ahead, Jay. I was going to say, who are your top three non-big three Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman in DC that you would go R-rated? Oh, easy. Um, my man, um, Spider-Jerusalem. And I, I, I know that you that's not... Didn't you? you knew I was going to say Spider-Jerusalem. It's only because you could throw somebody like Johnny Depp or whomever in that role and they would eat it up and you could go and push that character and push this movie, and it's topical. You know, the, the, the character himself, he's not necessarily superhero, but he's, uh, how could I put, he's not a superhero. He's not, like, super-powered or nothing like that, but he's got a, an awesome skill set, and it would tell like a great story. Well-suited for their HBO Max deal. 
Yeah, I think they can't I mean, afford to do R-rated characters because they've done dark versions of these, and people don't like that. But I think well, matter uh, here's the thing: they've done them. dark versions of these that sucked. You can do an R-rated version of it if you make it fun to watch. Okay, it has to be fun to watch. Like DC, when they did the animated ones that are a little too R-rated, most mm-hmm. people say yeah. it sucked. Yeah. Say again. Most people, like, whenever they take, like, a, they did a, um, it was, like, the alternate take on Superman that it was, like, basically mm-hmm. General Zod's son. It was, like, mm-hmm. an elsewhere story. But I remember reading, actually, somebody's review that they posted on LouseMovieFile.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they really was just like, hey, you know, I'm sick of seeing all these alternate takes on Superman. He's a great hero. You know, that people come for Superman, Batman. And Wonder Woman in DC, and it's like if I'm if I was a studio head, I would go yeah Spider maybe Spider Girls you know on HBO, but if I'm trying to sink let's say seventy five to one hundred and fifty million dollars, I need my big three, and that's I mean what, I, I mean DC I, is, I can't blame I mean it. I dig that Jace, but at the same time with Marvel script they were able to give you Thor, Ant Man. Black Panther. Also didn't make Captain them Marvel. They didn't make them R-rated, but here's the thing. You don't have to make them PG-13 to be accessible. You, they don't all have to be R-rated. Maybe I need to clarify that. They don't all have to be R-rated, but you can make them a little edgier, a little hipper, a little less cartoony, a little reality-based. Like, give it that little 70s grit, but funny, engaging, and entertaining. You said that movie's fun. What was your take on Shazam again? Shazam was watching Shazam. The first act I liked when it got serious. And first things first, Stanley Tucci is the bad guy, and that just didn't fit for me. Maybe because I've been seeing Stanley Tucci since Miami Vice, you know, Shazam. and looking at him at and Mark yeah, Strong. Shazam. No, it was Stanley Tucci dog. No, it was Mark Strong. That was Mark Strong. You, you sure? The yeah. bald guy. One hundred percent. The bald guy in that. That was bald Mark guy. Strong and not Mark Stanley Tucci. Yep. <laughs> Stanley really? Tucci. Hunger Games. Oh, that look. He looks so much oh, like yeah. him. I thought yeah. that was Stanley Tucci. Exactly. Good God Almighty. Yeah. Looking at him now, I'm like, yeah, that's Stanley Tucci. But okay, even looking at that guy, I'm like, uh, I, I didn't like the second half of that movie. Because it just lost momentum. It became more about this bad guy that I'm trying to figure out why you so mad and 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 still trying to re uh, uh, rooting for um, Shazam. But we it, it was it was tough to root for Shazam in the second act. It, it was just so forced, you know. He he realizes okay, blah blah blah. My mother didn't want me. Now this is my doctor family. I was like, yeah, I don't care anymore. I, it, it just never really clicked. It never really clicked for me. And that's not to say that you need to make every movie to be Shazam. You have to find what makes this character work. And you have to find the scenarios, the bad. You have to make this whole thing work. The scenarios, the bad guy, everything has to work for the character. As opposed to just saying, we're going to throw spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. Okay. That's what I think they do with these movies as opposed to saying, hey, 
we're going to try to make this character resonate with the audience and, and give them real conflict. Because that was part of my biggest problem with Shazam. He had no real conflict. Yeah, he's an orphan and all of that, but he ain't hurting for nothing. That he's not is. hurting. I, I don't. I think maybe some of them just aren't for you because that was that's literally the core of the character. You don't have to like all of them, but I think he was one that they did right. I think they did Wonder Woman right. Um, no, they did. The thing is, right. even with like Shazam. They did right, but the thing is, it fell off. It fell off. You don't feel that much empathy towards the character because the character himself isn't really hurting for anything because he was being a prick for most of the first half of the movie. You don't really feel for this kid because he's kind of an ass. So last week, I missed the big anniversary, but I'm going to bring it back up because why not? Uh, last week was the 20th anniversary of a little indie film called X-Men that changed the superhero movie industry forever. Um, it introduced audiences to Hugh Jackman uh, and then did some amazing fan casting with Patrick Stewart as Professor X. And there were a bunch of other people as well running around in black leather, Matrix-inspired outfits, laughing about, hey, what do you think? We're running around in yellow spandex. Um, the X-Men went on to make a lot of money for 20th Century Fox. It showed the viability of the superhero genre once again after failures of Batman and Robin and other assorted Disney mis- or Disney uh, DC misfires because Marvel was pretty much dormant until Blade kicked things off and was followed up shortly by X-Men. X-Men, of course, went on to become the prominent 20th Century Fox franchise. It launched six sequels and really got things going for other studios like Paramount, Sony, and you know everybody else to say, hey, well, Marvel's got tons of characters that we have licenses for. Why don't we make movies on these characters too? Hoping to mimic the success of the first X-Men. And looking back on it, X-Men is not a good movie. It's just not good. It's not one of those films like Superman or Tim Burton's first two Batman films that's timeless and holds up really well despite, you know, not being able to do CGI at the highest 2020 levels. Um, I think some of it is the casting and some of it is just the costume design. I mean, you can look at Stargirl and you can see better costumes that are accurate to the actual comic book looks. Um, but yeah, so X-Men kicked things off and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on X-Men and then I want you guys to, well, I'll let you guys get your thoughts on X-Men first before we get to the next part. Chief, what was your, what was your take on X-Men when you saw it and what do you think of it like now? Uh, which one, was that the one where, let's see, because they were all garbage. <laughs> uh, is this the one where... Rogue runs away and Wolverine finds her in the bar. Yeah, that's the one. All right, yeah, garbage. Um, that's my take. That movie was some cut. Um, didn't did he lose his? Which one was the one where he lost his memory at the end? That wasn't X Men, wasn't? <laughs> that was uh, no, oh, that was another joint. It's just them. It's it's just that whack first squad. I think one of my biggest problems yeah. with it. They had the X-Men as Storm, Cyclops, and Jean Grey, and, like, that's the entire X-Men, where by that was point, the, like, 50 X-Men running around in the comics. 
Was this the one where the uh, they turned the senator into a jail, a blob? Yeah, 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 and Mystique. Yeah, see, 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 I hated, I hated that. And then they gave Storm the whack line. You know what happens to frogs when lightning hits them? Same thing as everything else. I'm like, that was, that was a line? Every time I hear that line, I just cringe. And it was really like, set up uh, to be a good line, too. It was like, oh, word, what you about to say? Right. I was like, uh-oh, she about to hit something. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, yeah, that's... That's how this movie is. That's that. Well, that sums up that movie, that line, because you're like mm, you're expecting something great, and then you just get a pile of poop. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that movie was garbage, man. There was nothing. I mean, the whole accident. I don't. I don't know. Man, just the whole accident. But yeah, twenty years ago, that was garbage. And then they just started. They said, "Hey, this movie sucks. You know what we'll do? We'll make more." And they proceeded to make. I ate more movies. Chase, what, what's your take on it? On the first X-Men? Ooh, I did. I thought they, most of the cast was actually spot on. Uh, I think, I mean, besides Halle Berry, if, I, if, if we had Gunner to go for 10 minutes about why she was a bad casting, you know, just insert that in your imagination here. Um, but all the rest of them were, were good. But then, like I said, it was just, uh, is this this just have a love triangle between these guys and Professor X and old Magneto who doesn't look like he can do anything when in a fight? I mean, I understand based on his history, you really should have an older guy, but somehow just kind of I I thought they already could have fudged the math on the casting there. It's like, oh, his mutant powers gets him so he doesn't age as quick as everybody else. Yeah, that's what it is. Um. But I remember watching it in theaters like, yeah, oh, this isn't really good, but I'll watch it. And, yeah, it, it was like kind of, okay, this is, you know, I, I like the interaction between uh, Professor X and Magneto, but then when it comes to a fight, it's like, okay, why is the old dude here? Oh, wait, he's dying halfway through the movie. Oh, wait, he's not dying. He's just old. Um, I, I didn't, I mean... There was just so many things not to like about that movie. You're just like, oh, at least they're trying for comic book movies. Let's let's see what they can do. Yeah, I think I liked it because I felt like I was supposed to like it, and uh, there were things where it's like, eh. like, I really, really thought Hugh Jackman was great as Wolverine, like throughout the entire time. I think that was one of the best deals. I just wish they had a shrink ray so he could be shorter, because it's like. I think he's six four. I think you lose so much of the point of Wolverine when he's taller than everybody else. <laughs> he has a bit of a Napoleon complex, and to have him looking eye to eye with Cyclops is just kind of it missed the whole point where he's supposed to be looking up at everybody, toughest dude in the room, despite not being the tallest guy in the room. And I didn't really think Famka Johnson was a great Jean Grey. I thought she was a little old for that role. Even in the first film, Halle Berry is not African, and they didn't bother giving her an African accent. And I just was like, ugh, um, not good. I, just her hair looked bad. Like I said, I thought they needed more X-Men and not just three people and hope that Wolverine and Rogue want to sign up and join the team. Javon, how about you, man? Sup. <laughs> All right, so I was watching... X-Men Days of Future Past uh, two weeks ago. And 
it was so funny how I felt like this was the best of the X-Men films, sort of, kind of, but they had so many problems that just continued to plague the entire series, and which makes me feel like if I'm ranking them, X-Men First Class is the best one because that one at least tries to make sense of why Magneto and Mystique are such a huge focus and the whole deal with Charles and with Beast. And then they have a cameo by Wolverine just kind of blowing him off so he's not a focus. And it felt more like a team. Everybody had outfits and, you know, it's just it was the best of how to do the X-Men, which is ironic because literally the only X-Men or only two X-Men in that are Banshee and Beast. And everybody else just kind of thrown in there. It's like, hey, part of the X-Men, but not really. And they fight the Hellfire Club, so it really feels like an X-Men movie. And then you go to Days of Future Past, which does this amazing job of taking the old Brian Singer films and the new Matthew Vaughn-inspired direction with the first class cast and merging them into this film. But then they really screw up and make Mag- Mystique the whole hero. Like she's the one, the mutant that stops everything and saves the day. And it's like, oh gosh, what is wrong with you guys? The X-Men are not Mystique and Magneto. And it just continues to be a whole, huge problem that really dooms and further plagues uh, X-Men Apocalypse and the second abortion known as Dark Phoenix. And it's just, I don't understand. But anyway, so guys, I'm going to put it out to you right now. Break it down as long as you want. The floor is yours. Chief, rank your favorite or rank your X-Men films from maybe, in your case, steaming hot garbage to less steaming hot garbage. Just the X-Men films, so no Deadpool, no Wolverine. The, which one was... It's so... It's so, it's so gosh damn confusing with these things because they're all X-Men origins, X-Men this. Uh, So the X-Men films that are on the table are X2 where Nightcrawler joins the team, Jean Grey apparently dies uh, holding back water, Uh, X-Men The Last Stand where Magneto and Mystique help Jean become Dark Phoenix. She kills everybody of importance and Wolverine kills her in the end. Uh, then we go to X-Men First Class, which tries to create an actual X-Men movie. X-Men Days of Future Past is next, where they're in the 70s and trying to stop the uh, Sentinels from being created and in the future becoming these super killing machines because Mystique messed up. And then X-Men Apocalypse takes the franchise to the 80s and they fight a Power Rangers infused version of Apocalypse. And last but not least, and certainly is X-Men Dark Phoenix, where Mystique dies, yay, and the team fights Dark Phoenix, who is uh, influenced by aliens this time, to destroy the universe. Man, they sound terrible. In oh, synopsis. wow. Uh, that sounded all terrible, yeah. Um, you did it. I'm going I'm, <laughs> to... Uh, it is funny because... I know. What's that? Excellent apocalypse. That was garbage. Yes. Can Can y'all hear the thunder and lightning above me? Yeah, I hear it. The I see it outside. Uh. So that's gonna be probably that's the the worst. I think here. So. I don't think I watched Dark Phoenix. 
Yeah, I'm about to say, you hadn't seen that if you didn't put that as your worst one. So, I didn't watch that. And what was the last one? Was the, the Dark Phoenix the last one that came out? Yes. And the best one, I guess if we could say the best one, the best one was the one with the Sentinels in it. Was that mm-hmm. an X-Men movie? It's a future past. Uh, that one... That one and the one with uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, first class. <laughs> uh, I I didn't see. I named Apocalypse already. I didn't see the last one with Jean Grey. I, I and I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Um, because I'm getting I'm getting older now, and I feel like when I waste two hours of my life, it means something now. Um. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that—that that means something. That's that's like two hours that I won't get back. That's two hours that I stayed unhappy. You know what I mean? Um, and let me ask you something: Who stays in environment when they don't have to for two hours unhappy? So, uh, so those would be my my picks right there. Like I said, I didn't see all of them. Like like I said, uh, I think I'm missing like one or two of them. And I think half of the ones that did is like Apocalypse. I saw it, and it was so garbagey that I, I think I, I was on my phone while I was watching it. So, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like one of those joints where you where you where you go through your phone, you look up, see the action, like mm. yeah, uh, that was that was Apocalypse. It, yeah, uh, those are my picks, man. I, I X Men. It's so hard. Like if you was like rate Harry Potter or something like that, pick your favorite. X Men, they like you know what I mean. If you you remember Superman, uh, was the part two, and yeah, of uh, he comes in at the end of the movie, and he's like comes into the diner, and he's like, hey, uh, he's sitting in my favorite seat, and uh, the dude's like, well, come over here and get it. He's like, I've never seen garbage eating garbage before, and that's how I feel about X Men. Like they're all garbage. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they're all they all trash can movies. Um, <laughs> right. Let me see if Jason has some ideas then, because I, I feel I figured you were gonna gonna go hard with they're all trash. So so Jason, what do you yeah. got? <laughs> I've never seen garbage eat garbage before. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite petty Superman moments. Um, okay. Out of this, I don't actually have to be too petty. I think there were like three. X-Men movies that were actually good. Uh, I like Days of Future Past because it tried to correct the garbage that was X-Men Last Stand, which actually, I mean, gives it an extra point over the number two uh, X-Men First Class. The next one is, and Jeff, let me, I don't know if you're going to count this one, The Wolverine. No, just the okay. X-Men movies. Okay. Okay, he was still part of it, so I didn't know. Okay, okay. I said right. no Wolverine or no Deadpool. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, X Men, the first one. Uh, it was I, I. I spoke about that before. X Men Two continued that trend of really we're we're going here. We're not going to change anything up. Make this better. Uh, okay. And then the last movie, the last X-Men movie that I watched before I figured this was not going to happen, uh, X-Men Last Stand. Uh, I 
that is one movie when they put it on Disney Plus. I'm like, do you expect people to watch this? No. Come on, man. You're doing yourself a disservice not watching these other movies on Disney Plus. They're free. I'm going. I'm going to refer you to Chiefs Last Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I'm working from home, I still couldn't have that on in the background without getting distracted. Like, oh, come on. This is just garbage. I will say Dark Phoenix has a, one of the better X-Men fight scenes, so at least it has that working for it. Yeah, but would you suffer through X-Men Apocalypse to see that fight scene? I have to, because I said Dark Phoenix. <laughs> I've already watched this. I, I feel like you're cheating the, the system by not watching them. That's all. Uh, all right. You're right. That's your rank. J. King, you got a ranking on these, man? Um, of course, the obvious um, first class, then Days of Future Past. They those feel like the only two real movies in the series. Um, next is uh, X Two, followed by the uh, first X Men movie. Uh, next up is this is the this is the dredges. This is this is Diarrhea Central here. So we're talking. Uh, Apocalypse. Um, I wanted Apocalypse to be good because Apocalypse is just such a grand villain. Mm-hmm. This just fell amazingly flat for 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 from everybody, you know. Uh, next up is X three because that was diarrhea. That was like the highest grade of like Mex. Nah, we ain't even talking about Mexican street taco diarrhea in Mexico. We talking about. Uh, 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 eating from a food stand in Mumbai. That's what we talking about. We we talking about straight up no sanitation. Nobody's washing their hands. We're talking this 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 is this is going this is giving it right back to the earth as soon as you consume it. Um, that movie stunk. When you got Vinny Vinny Jones playing Juggernaut and. They're soliciting uh, uh, lines for Vinnie Jones from the internet based on the uh, X-Men <laughs> cartoon dub overs. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. I, I was like, all right, I already know what we had. <laughs> this is going to be bad. And it was. It it did not disappoint. It gave us Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Yeah. Wasn't that his first appearance as Beast? Yeah, it was. Movie? It was, was, which was... He was, was terrible. He was the best part. Well, uh-huh. I thought he was the best part. Right. Absolutely. Everything else was trash. Um, down to the final fight scene, it was just like, come on, man, what the hell are we doing? What is this about? You know. So there's that. And last and certainly least is Dark Phoenix. I'm one of the few people that sat through Dark Phoenix that I know. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look. Y'all know me. I, I've watched some stinkers in my day. Um, I like I like bad movies that don't know they. I, I like bad movies that know they're bad. Right. Mm-hmm. I like bad movies that know they're bad. I don't like bad movies that are up to Oscar contention in their minds. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> in their minds, they they're for Oscar contention. It, it seemed like that's what that movie was. They were like really gunning to be a good movie. But it stunk. It stunk. It just wasn't good. No, as sir. much as I wanted to like it, I, 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 you can't help but trash it. You can't help but trash it. Um, that's it. 
I wish the X-Men series was better because they deserve better, you know? Mm-hmm. We deserve a full X-Men with Colossus, Iceman, um, uh, a real rogue as an adult woman, mm-hmm. uh, a Gambit. We deserve this movie, uh, a well-casted movie, and we're not getting it. We're getting slapped together trash. Uh, as a cash grab, because I don't know if Fox even gives a damn about making a real movie. They're just figuring, hey, if we throw X-Men's label on it, it's Marvel. It's got to sell, right? We and need a did. real X-Men movie. And they did it several times over. We need yep. a real X-Men movie. It's about that damn time. Fellas, it's that special magical time of the week again. Do you have any nominees for Dummies of the Week? Jace, wow. I'll start with you. Okay. Uh, my Dummy of the Week is the Washington football team. Damn it, Jason. <laughs> I kind of walked on the first go, but man, I forgot how stupid that was. <laughs> Quite stupid. That's, mean, that's what our dad calls, calls Washington. Ever since he decided, you know what, this name is too racist for me to say. He's been calling them the Washington football team. And their, their board of directors, their creative content folk were like, I got nothing. I'm in quarantine. <laughs> Let's just go with it. I mean, I'm not hold sure up, you could have come up Hold up, hold up, y'all. Nah, just, we're good. Hold up, Jace. How much did they pay this consulting firm? Too much. This outside was, interest consulting was, it was, firm. It was too much. <laughs> I would have liked the name better if they called the Washington basketball team. At least that would make you pause and take attention. Like, well, what? <laughs> Like what? No, we actually play football. Oh, I get it. It's, yeah, okay. Oh, got it. Hey, they could have basically gave your dad a, a a gift card to his favorite restaurant or store, yeah, he and, and, and settled the debt for that. Right. I I think he should talk to a lawyer because he's been calling that. Uh, Chief, do you have something else, man? Because that's definitely my dummy of the week too. Uh, I was gonna go with Yeezy, but I felt like it was a little too hard. I mean, a little too easy. Uh. Although the, the the Harriet Tubman statement, yo, he needs he needs to take his medicine. That's really what's going on. With him. <laughs> All of it, <laughs> like the whole I mean, bottle. <laughs> but I can't even call him Demi Week gonna, anymore. He's clearly off. His I'm gonna match. go with the uh, old girl who um asked to do the 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 the, the Spanish guy, Latino guy, who was mowing the lawn for his paper. <laughs> Dude. Um, gosh. I, 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 so she's rolling along. He's minding a little bit. She's like, uh, where's your papers? And uh, he was like, what are you talking about? She was like, I need to see your papers. And it just, you know, you know what's crazy? All of that? And me and Gunner, was, you think that when somebody pulls out, in this day and age, when somebody pulls out a camera, a camera phone, it seems like instantly you would stop. Your foolishness. You know what I mean? You shut your fool <laughs> lip up. Um, you know what I mean? But no, sir. They see they seem to go harder. Like, and, and when they see the camera, they're like Eddie Murphy in that movie, Showtime, Jimmy De Niro. <laughs> and uh, you know, they just go harder. They're like, all right, the camera's on me. This is my t- this is my time. And they just, and I'm like, yo, when the camera comes out, be like, mm, have a good day, sir. What did you say? 
I, I said for you to have a good day. You know what I mean? That would be me. I'd be like, you motherfucker, soon as the camera comes up, mm, have a good day, sir. What did you say to me? I said, have a good day, sir. Enjoy your day. It's so beautiful outside. Didn't you call me? Sir, stop that. That is ugly. You know what I mean? You'd be very They come polite. out that joint. They, yeah. They see the camera on them, man. They're like, mm, this is my time to be famous. And maybe they don't like their job. I don't know what's going on. But I just figured, like, yo, why don't you chill out with all that dumb stuff, man? Like, why do you, like, why are you guys the world police? America, fuck yeah. Like, chill out. Um, Right. We don't need no world police, man. We don't need no world police, man. Well, that's going to do it before we uh, get a power outage up in this piece. Thank y'all for rolling with me for 150 episodes. It's been crazy. Here's to another 150. If we were in person, we'd probably pop some champagne or sparkling cider and call it a celebration. So maybe we'll have to do a virtual one. But uh, thank y'all. Appreciate you. And thank y'all out there for listening as well for the 150th time this episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.